0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, April 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The boom in Bitcoin mining is driving an already huge shortage in computer chips even further. Plus, the U.S. has hit China with sanctions over its treatment of Uyghur Muslims. But will
1: corporate America take a stand on this human rights issue? Companies are putting their head in the sand because they're afraid to come out and say something publicly because they know that they will get hit in China and there will be a huge dent in their profits from the Chinese market. I'm Mark Filipino,
0: and here's the news you need to start your day. The pandemic has put a spotlight on global supply chains. Disruptions from the pandemic and from extreme weather have come along with soaring demand for certain products, like computer chips. Subsequent shortages have hit everyone from car makers to consumer electronics companies. And adding to the shortage is the boom in cryptocurrency. The people who mine or acquire original Bitcoin need powerful computers or rigs to get the cryptocurrency. The massive computations involved require advanced semiconductors. The FT's Lex writer Jun Yoon looked into this.
2: So how fast Bitcoins are mined is directly correlated to how advanced the chips inside the rigs or these computers are. So now that the price of Bitcoin is soaring, people, of course, want to mine Bitcoin as fast as they can. So as the margins on mining Bitcoin grow, people are able to and they want to spend more on the most advanced chips that they can find. The problem is that these chips are the same chips that are used in consumer electronics. So because chips are one of the most expensive components of consumer electronics like smartphones and PCs, the higher costs are in the end going to be passed on to consumers.
0: So June, what kind of impact is this chip shortage having on other industries?
2: The shortage of chips has already forced car companies like Toyota and Ford and um, Nissan to cut production. It's forced a lot of uh, smartphone makers to delay launches of their new smartphone models. That's just going to get worse.
0: So I understand that one industry actually has come up with a hack to fight back and and that's the video game industry or, or actually the companies that make chips for video games. Is that right?
2: Chip makers that make gaming chips have programmed their chips to run at slower speeds when it detects that the chip is being used to mine cryptocurrency. Because otherwise, all the cryptocurrency miners are going to buy all these gaming chips and the gamers have no chips to play games with. <laughs> not, not, not a very serious situation, but it just highlights how bad this, this chip war has become.
0: Jun Yoon writes for the FT's Lex Column. The supply chains that clothing and shoe brands have in China are also in the spotlight. Human rights activists, among others, are pressuring Western brands, including H&M and Nike, not to use goods made from forced labor in China's Xinjiang region. That's where Beijing has imposed repressive measures on its Uyghur Muslim population, including detaining around a million Uyghurs in camps. The U.S. has said China is carrying out a genocide of Uyghurs.
1: China obviously denies that and has hit back. That's the FT's U.S.-China correspondent, Dimitri Sevastopoulou. But what it's also done is it's looked for examples of American companies who have put statements on their websites in the past criticizing forced labor in Xinjiang. And they've kind of whipped up a national sentiment against those brands on social media, on state-run media. And essentially, they're telling Chinese citizens, you shouldn't be buying shoes or or trainers or clothes from Western companies that are criticizing China over Xinjiang. So it's a big deal for these companies. The Chinese market is huge. And they really are caught in a bind right now.
0: So Dimitri, these companies are now caught between human rights concerns and Chinese national sentiment
1: that's been whipped up. how are these companies responding? There are two companies that are probably not household names themselves, but the brands they own are. So the first is VF Corporation, and they own a range of brands, including the North Face and Timberland, a second company, PVH, which owns Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. So, slightly different situations. In the case of VF, which owns North Face, they had a statement on their website, criticizing forced labor in the context of Xinjiang, that was on their website, you know, two weeks ago. After the backlash in China towards Nike and H&M, they appear to have taken down that statement. And they now have two separate statements, one on Xinjiang, and one on forced labor, but nothing where the two are linked. Uh, When I went to the company, they basically said their policies hadn't changed, but when I pressed them multiple times to explain why they had taken down the original page on the website, they went silent and didn't get back to me. In the case of PVH, which owns Calvin Klein, they did something similar. They had a language on their website that said they were deeply troubled by the forced labor in Xinjiang. They took that down. You can actually go to Calvin Klein's Twitter feed and see in the past where it's tweeted support for that statement. And now when you click on the link, it says page not found. So essentially, I think what you're seeing is that companies are putting their head in the sand because they're afraid to come out and say something publicly because they know that they will get hit in China and there will be a huge dent in their profits from the Chinese market, which is very critical for a lot of these big firms. What does the Biden administration say about all this, and what role could the White House play? The Biden administration has been interesting because before they came to power, Mike Pompeo, who was the Secretary of State under Donald Trump, called the situation in Xinjiang genocide. But more recently, the State Department in its 2020 annual human rights report also said that this was genocide. So this is now the official position of the US government. So the Americans have been very strong in their rhetoric. They're putting a lot of pressure on China. They're not backing off in their terms of their criticism. And the question now is whether they will do anything to encourage companies to take this issue on and also how they will work with Congress where there is legislation in the works that would force companies to certify that there is no forced labor from Xinjiang being used in their supply
0: chains. So, Dimitri, how does the situation compare to other times when Western companies in China came under pressure over human rights concerns? Um, The Tiananmen Square massacre comes to mind.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, Tiananmen Square was in some ways a clearer demonstration to the world because there were very clear images and video footage of the tanks rolling into Beijing uh, reports of bloodshed it was in the in the capital of china so there were people there there were foreign journalists there at the time you know Xinjiang is in a remote part of China it's a huge province but it's in the northwest part of China it's not easy to get to so there isn't as many video footage of the abuses that are happening in Xinjiang and much of it is happening you know behind uh, fences in detention and labor camps so that's different the other difference is you know in 1989 after Tiananmen the Chinese market was very small relative to the size of the global economy so it wasn't a huge deal if companies felt like they couldn't uh, do business in China or trade with China, it's become more emboldened and less willing to accept criticism from the West. And most crucially, the Chinese market is now huge. And for a lot of these Western retail firms, whether it's Nike or H&M or Calvin Klein, They generate a lot of their profits from China. And they're also coming under competition from domestic Chinese brands, which are starting to threaten their position in the Chinese market. So they're now caught between, uh, you know, kind of a pincer movement, and they have a lot to lose, which is why the stakes for them are so high. Dimitri Sevastopoulos
0: is the FT's U.S.-China correspondent. Thank you, Dimitri. Thank you, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
1: Hi, this is Matt. And Sean.
0: From Two Black Guys. Good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation...